How are we doing? Can you hear me? Hey, and welcome to the Hole in the Head Moto Storytime Podcast. I'm Andy, and I have with me Mr. Blaine Demlo. Hi, Blaine. Hi. I'm glad you have me. Yes. Well, um, this is a little bit uh, adjacent to our normal format, but I felt like after our second season of uh, the show, I, I wanted to do a little cap recap, figure out what we thought, you know, where we landed, any updates after Oklahoma. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I I I, I liked hearing sort of your the monologue uh, episode that you do, you know, on occasion. It was kind of your special features where you're tying together loose ends. Anyway, it was, turned out great, I thought. Um, but I had a couple things just to say about it. Before we get into the Marini updates and where's that story finally finishing, I, yeah. I just want to mention that you had to take shots at me and labeled me as a minivan driver, um, which hurts me. Okay, you know that hurts me because I don't drive a minivan, but I made a joke about my Mercedes M class looking like a minivan. It's, it's one of those things, it's okay for me to make it, it's yeah. not okay for you to make it. All right. But so in, in the studio by yourself, you characterized me as a minivan driver. Yes. And uh, that hurt me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. It's uh, It was artistic license, grammatic license. Yes. Yeah. Well, you're quite artistic. So anyway. Yeah. <laughs> got but, that, but there is but. something to be said about a very, well, we'll get to it, but it is a very white lady <laughs> with kids vehicle that you have done things too to make it more credible and yeah. oh that, that's interesting well here in arizona the person that drives a mercedes m class is usually wearing a velour sweatsuit yeah with with some jewelry and they're coming back from physical therapy so <laughs> does it have does it have a noun written across the ass in some fashion <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well um that we'll get okay. That said, I figured you know there's a couple things because we haven't really talked about the show or about the episodes in a meta sense. We've sort of kept recording and had these conversations, but as you're aware, like it's kind of for me, the show is kind of indicative or uh, 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 emblematic of how our conversations have always sort of happened. Is starting out with some weird whatever, just off the cuff you know, shooting the shit conversation, then ultimately, ultimately we're in the middle of a desert or we're in Portland or you know what I mean? Or what if we did this? Yeah. What, what happens? Yeah. There's always been sort of this strange force in our conversations that all of a sudden uh, other opportunities are like, we find ourselves doing stuff. Like I think when we restored our first motorcycles at the shop, we said, well, we got to take these out in the desert. And then you and I ended up riding from Reno to Las Vegas in the dirt on this epic dirt ride. And I remember asking you at that point, well, Andy, how much have you ridden in the dirt, you know, or how much have you ridden, you know, on a big trip like this before? And it was, you know, I had no idea that that was something that was, uh, you know, I thought you'd Minimal. been doing that your whole life, you know, yeah. and you're a great rider, but it turns out that that was something that was fairly new to you. But I guess to your point is that I remember discussing it as like never thinking I was going to actually do it. It's just something I come up with. Like I come up with a hundred good ideas a day to goof around, um, things not to do, not related to work or making money. And we said, let's take a trip to the desert. And we ended up riding from the Flamingo Hotel in Reno to the Flamingo Hotel in Las Vegas. Great, epic road trip through the desert. I mean, we just had a ball out there. Um, so, yeah, somehow you're the person I have conversations with, and it turns into things that we actually do. And that whole crazy story of us 
of you finding a motor marini um and then holding yeah. out information on me manipulating me um, <laughs> well and then us being able to get it um and then we met in oklahoma but i guess what i feel you know, what we really missed was the great marini riding experience i mean as good as riding yeah. around oklahoma was i feel like we still need some sort of quintessential marini experience to celebrate us both having these marinis yeah and i i keep going back and forth on this because in on one hand um it could be finished that story could be finished and and yeah. for, for me meaning you know, from nothing, a conversation about whatever, getting a thing and taking delivery of it. The riding of the bike or the, you know, the adventure through the Andes or whatever is kind of a, another thing, right? When you like, said adventure, when you said adventure through the Andes, I thought that's yeah. going to be a blog by your ex-girlfriends. <laughs> Gross. But, but you meant uh, to ride through mountains in yes, South America. Yes. Okay. Yeah. For example, okay. in Argentina, whatever, like that is some epic <laughs> thing or destination or trip it seems like it's it's its own thing not more or less important to just the the getting of the motorcycle that just came out of thin air really i mean yeah to be fair like there's no reason for us to buy for either of us to buy another italian motorcycle and let alone drive across the country to get it during a pandemic when neither of us uh, I mean, have really, you know, as far as health goes and finances go, I know, have the wherewithal <laughs> to do that. And yet it seemed like a good idea. Why not? I mean, right. Yeah. I guess I, yeah, I don't really know where it goes from here. I guess the, I'm trying to think of uh, what might happen and, you know, we sort of tried to con come up with an event to do with the Marines, but they seem a little bit contrived and they seem a little bit, you know, every motorcycle guy rides around to some place and eats in a restaurant, you know, and calls it Epic. Yeah. So I don't really know what Epic should follow, but I'm open for one. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the two, the only two things I could think of that would top the story, um, would be as much as we love our Marinis and mine's brand new to me. So it's very, I, th I think of it as being with me always. However, <laughs> would you trade your Marini for another desirable motorcycle? Would you no. sell or trade it for something better than the Marini three and a half? Is there anything out there um, that would suck it out of your hands? Well, I mean, it's, it's easy for me to say no, because I have other options to do that, right? Like I have a luxury of, I have other disposable motorcycles that I'd rather get rid of. So I can't say with any certainty they're like, yeah, I'd, I'd trade up the Marini because I, I really love that Marini now. Is there no, no other ultimate motorcycle? Oh you. sure, it, but that's that's how it, that's next. Like the ultimate motorcycle for me is just the next one. Like right now, I can't I can't stop thinking about that Perilla in in Eastern Washington. You know, which I mean? which I just want to go on record once again is I will buy it for you. <laughs> All you have to do is go and get it. Well, and right. and two, the, the 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 one sort of footnote here is that we have had more conversations since Oklahoma for sure. I mean that was. Yes. Four months ago, right? So, um, you know, we know that things have happened since then and we've gotten those conversations. And funny enough, we're already seemingly building towards another one, another little, yes. I, I find a motorcycle that you really want and then I hold it over you and ransom it. 
Yes, yes. That's yeah, I hope yeah. I hope we get back to that in next season because there's there's quite a bit I have to say about that. Yeah. But. So uh, so okay. Well, so for the and 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 that, and I also didn't mean to say that, you know, the adventure on the Marines should there be one that is a full-fledged, you know, objective-based sort of adventure. Well, I, you're right, I mean, you're yeah, right, but we should I, do that. But I wanted to suggest one the the Marini story could go on if they ended up leveraging us into something that was even more ultimate than having the Marinis. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I could I could imagine getting for me like a pre-war four cylinder motorcycle. I would trade the Marini for that. See, um, yeah, I, I guess it's just an it's an addict in me that says, well, why why would I need to give up the Marini? No, yeah, it's the hoarder in you. You'd never trade yeah. anything for anything. You only acquire. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, okay. well uh, that would I'm be ideal, but usually. Here's the second thing is that what if our our love for Marini, since we couldn't come up with anything good to do, should we host a Marini three and a half ride in and invite every Marini person that has a three and a half or 500 sport? So let's just say Marini V twins only yeah, or something like that. And then host an event so that we can get a little bit, you know, uh, I, I think as much as I would like riding with you, I might like to go to a Marini event and then I, I would like to, on the side, have an episode with you where we talk about what we've learned about Marini people. You want you know, to We love to talk about we yeah. love to talk about people almost as much as we talk about motorcycles. So yeah, I don't know I who has Marini three and a half and five hundred sports or five hundreds. So yeah. I would love to see who it is. And of course, immediately I'd make fun of all the guys that show up on the Marini cruisers, right? Yeah, they made with that horrible five hundred. Yeah, with their t-shirts. I'd have to wear my yeah. Marini t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, okay. So before we, uh, okay. okay. So we're starting to like, this is, this is the best and the worst part about doing this with you is because when I try, where we try to do something meta that is like, all right, let's focus on what we're doing and how we end up going, well, hell, let's just do a giant event with <laughs> fucking vans and Marinis. Like, it, and so, so isn't that what meta means? Tell me what meta means. Cause maybe I'm not paying attention to it. Meta means about itself. So if you have a meta conversation, you're having a conversation about conversations. Yeah. Right? That's, I think, so, I think I'm in the ballpark with that. Anyway, I'll so, leave it there. You go. Well, so so for house cleaning, we've wrapped up the second season. Everything is okay. You know, when we started that, we really had no idea where it was going. Legitimately had no sort of goal or, you know, what this is going to look like. In fact, I wasn't sure if I was going to be proud or willing to publish them until about the fourth episode when the Marini and the BMW and Anita and Brenda yeah. started becoming a thing. Do you know what I mean? Because yep. Lord knows there needs to be another conversational podcast about people's opinions. Oh yeah. Two guys thinking they're clever talking to each other. I mean, it's not unique. And so yeah. we really need, maybe the universe is saving us by going, hey, here's actually something to do, you know, and pulls us out and makes us do something sort of action oriented because we could while away the next 30 years just goofing around talking about stuff. And I don't yeah. know that anybody needs to be around for that. For me, I guess that that, that was a sort of special bit is, you know, just, hey, having a conversation, sharing a sort of, sharing a moment in time, whatever, getting out all weird, but like sharing a space during the week to hang out with you and have conversation that yep. leads to God, God knows where. Right. Well, so, and I guess the other part of it is, is that, you know, I would love it if we always had a quest in a, in a, in a nice, neat wrapper. We started a season with a joke that became real, that became, you know, and then it all ended up at the end of the season. I don't know if it's going to be like that. 
you know. Yes. But when those opportunities come up, we certainly should follow them. Yeah. And well, and, and that again, that's why I need to expense, you know, the purchase of the Marini and the trip so. <laughs> to the show. And you can reimburse me for that because so far I've invested a lot in the show. Yeah. Um, and I know you have too, but I think I'm a little bit ahead of you. You, th I think you got more uh, financial skin in the game. This microphone <laughs> wasn't cheap. So, um, on that note, great segue. Again, we didn't plan this, but um, we do have some opportunities for gas money. And one of the things that I um, wanted to sort of call out is that we do have a website, right? Holdtheheadmoto.com. Uh, and in that site, we also have gas money. We have donations on the Hole in the Head Moto uh, website, but then we also have a Patreon. Um, do you know what Patreon is? Did I start that without you? Oh, no. I, I, I love it when you're condescending to me about technology. Uh, mostly, you're, <laughs> mostly, of course, you're right to do that, but I happen to know what Patreon is, yes. Was that Patreonizing when yeah. I asked you that? I think that's what you were doing right there. It was a long, it was a long game. Um, well, so we do have a Patreon set up, um, and, uh, also a store a shop on whole Moto, mm -hmm. um, that will, you know, currently has the season two logo as well as season one logo on shirts and shit. Um, and that's going to be ever expanding. We've had a conversation you and I about that. Right. Um, right. It's important for me that people know that like, we are not like bankrolled, you know, I'm taking the week <laughs> off. <laughs> You know, I, I, I agree with that, but I wonder why it's important to you. Are you worried that we're just because I, somehow that we're rich playboys? Do you yes, think we come across as that? That's part of what I hate about some of motorcycle pop culture is like, you know, you have these guys who are like, oh, I'm going to go on an adventure through Argentina and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to brute force my way through it on my 2020 GS with yeah. a full kitted gear of, aluminum shit and I'm taking off six weeks of work because I just need to go find myself. And it's like, well, dude, those guys are spending more on their titanium water bottles than, than I'm going to spend on that yeah. little taco matador that I'm going to get. You should you. be, you should be doing that all the time. If money and time is not an issue for you. I mean, money and time is not an issue for me because I'm unemployed. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, you know, if money and time is not an issue for you and you want to throw, you know, and have the experience of a lifetime, whatever that's probably not fair like if i were given the opportunity i'd be i'd do that in a minute i'm sure mm -hmm. but i i think what's what bothers me or at least what i'm self-conscious about is that like oh these guys who are just like at the drop of a hat gonna drive across the country and go buy a you know twenty thousand dollar motorcycle when like you know i don't think i've spent 20 grand on motorcycles my entire adult life i agree with that in some way i i mean i would if I was rich, I would flaunt it. There's no doubt about it. I don't have enough <laughs> security to somehow not act like I'm better than people. I would in a minute, but I don't. So I, I'm sort of limited that way. But in a way, in the whole motorsports community, like we talked about this before, that snobbery that exists when someone says, well, you shouldn't get into this unless you have enough money. You know, yeah. you shouldn't be restoring a Ducati if you can't, if you can't pop $700 for the original carburetor, you know, um, you know, you shouldn't be trying to restore a Ducati single, but the truth is, is that, um, I want to restore all those bikes. I want to have all those bikes and I have virtually nothing to work with. And so everything is some sort of behind the scenes parlay, you know, of some other thing that leads to doing it. But I guess what I would want people to know more often than, 
you know, mostly is that at whatever level you play, um, we're on your side. So yeah. I love it when a guy, you know, is riding a bike, has no tools, no knowledge and is stuck somewhere. Instead of belittling that person, you know, I'm thinking good for you for getting out here. Good for you yeah. for coming out to learn these lessons. And that's right. We'll put some black tape on that thing and some bailing wire. And yeah. yeah, we could probably play the card that says, I can't believe you tried to ride this thing, you know, with this little knowledge, experience and money. But I don't ever want to be that person. I just want to yeah. be embracing of at whatever level somebody's playing it, they're playing it, you know. And if you run across, and it's the same thing in our projects, when you run across a repair done by a previous owner, I hate the people that make fun of what the previous owner has done. You know, and in my, in my, uh, I, uh, yeah, with some limitations, but yes. no, 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 no. I honor that because I'm thinking <laughs> this guy had to go somewhere, had to get something done or had no money or whatever. And so whatever they did in order to advance the cause. So if they mm -hmm. welded stuff on because they didn't have a nut, you know, and if they, you know, just did these bodgy repairs to me, that's born out of necessity and urgency and, I respect a person that absolutely has to have fun no matter what the cost and no matter what the calendar says. And they're just advancing on having fun. And if they have to sacrifice something beautiful and proper to do it, I say do it. And that's the guy that I'm going to, and the person that I'm going to always cheer for. Yeah. Well, I'll just go down on the ship that says if, unless you've, chopped a frame to make a hardtail out of a Japanese motorcycle. I agree with everything that you just said. If you're chopping up a CX 500 so you can hardtail it, then uh, yeah, we'll have another conversation about that. But yes, I think that's the spirit <laughs> of it is it's bootstrappy, but I'm not saying I want to hang out with that guy or invite him on the show. I'm just, <laughs> just saying honor it. that I honor that because you know what? Someone got out there with a hand grinder and went to work. Yeah. Um, and I just think that's the best thing ever. So. Yeah, well, and if I'm being completely fair, I, I chopped my CX-500 to make a bob. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah so, so I, I remember I was... None, none, of, it's, I think none I, of it means anything. No, I told you, I was the first one to make a cafe racer out of a BMW and made all the BMW guys throw up, or one of the early ones anyway, to start doing that. And all the BMW guys threw up because I didn't keep it stock, you know? And now, of course, it's the rage. Everybody cuts up a BMW. But yeah. not that I was setting a trend, but I guess what I mean is that I wanted to cut one up because I did not like the way the clunky 70s BMWs looked, but I like to ride them. And that should be okay for someone to mess with, you know? Yeah. So well, anyway, that's um, the kind of person I want to embrace. And I don't care if they're rich or poor, wherever they are, as long as they're playing with their stuff, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm going to be on their side. So all that, Oklahoma. As an update from Oklahoma, we had this conversation, had a, had a bike, rallied around, made some plans, plans fell through. Thanks for being accommodating with that, by the way, while my life was crumbling, you know, during that little week or two, uh, and meeting me in Oklahoma. I was happy um, to do it, but I'm going to build the show for those expenses. So That's fine. Uh, yeah. Just we'll ask for gas money. Uh, <laughs> by the way, thank you to Tim S. in Boulder Creek, California for donating. All right. He's funding the dream with us. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of our first donors, and he's working on a T3 project of his own. Okay. So Moto Guzzi uh, was not a bad decision. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we'll give him some value for that, for <laughs> sure. So um, that said, so after you know we got back, you got home safely, obviously. You still had some issues with the Marini, never quite got it right in Oklahoma or got it to run satisfactorily in Oklahoma. 
what's been up since you had some post office nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Basically uh, I've decided that I think the offending member is the ignition doesn't advance properly um, when it's supposed to. And this is an electronic ignition setup that's supposed to do that. What I believe my theory is, is that I have an ignition system off of a 500. Um, oh, and not really for the three and a half. So uh, I, I found a person who makes an electronic ignition kit in Sweden or in the Netherlands. Does that include Sweden? I don't Wait, get that. No, thing. no, it doesn't. It's the Baltics. Yeah. Okay, whatever. But you got the Netherlands. There's no country called Nether. I don't know why there's called the Netherlands. There is there is a region called Nether. All right. Though. There's a country called Sweden, and I don't know why we can't call that Swedenland. All right. It would just be a lot clearer if those people would clear up their shit. But nonetheless, I bought an uh, ignition from somebody in one of those areas where they have great Danishes. I think that's what it means. Um, <laughs> and uh, I have yet to install it. Uh, I had a three-month wait for it because it got lost by the post office. Get this. On one day, I decided it's not coming, so I ordered another one. Just ponied up. Yeah. The day Guess what happened the day after I ordered it? The Next day, day after it. Yeah. it came. So I had to follow through because she makes them one-off for customers. So, so you I have an ahead. extra. I have an extra, which, believe me, I hope you need it desperately <laughs> because it's one of my most favorite, favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> Ways of getting even with you is on the road when your yeah. thing is spitting up. What would you do if you just had a better ignition system? <laughs> anyway, consider that. Nonetheless, but I was—I came home with the Marini, bitterly disappointed in how shitty it runs. In fact, um, not in the bike, but just disappointed yeah. that it never ran right. And I rode it once over to Tombstone for a cheeseburger, and it was just—I just wanted to leave it there and hitchhike home because it just ran. Really? Yeah, I mean, it idles and it accelerates, but it's—it's—it's it's it's not smooth and it's not punchy or torquey. And so I'm um, anyway, I'm going to have to get through that because your bike runs superbly. And when I rode yours, I thought that's what I was expecting. You know, something that was, it's lazy and the motor works easy and it's not super, super quick, but it's surprisingly responsive. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm going to want mine to run like yours does. And this one's not even close. So I've ordered up stuff. Um, I now have two units um, uh, for the ignition. And so shortly I will go ahead and bolt those up and, and have an update for you on riding it. Um, well, so, and I thought extensively about what color to paint it. So. Sure. And that God awful seat needs to change as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's got a sport seat on it. It really just needs the Strata seat. You know, I don't know. So. I, I think, I think you need the sport seat. Well, so. Okay. Um, I'm glad that you, <laughs> I'm glad that you rode mine for two reasons. One, there's hope for yours to get it that, I mean, to get it as good as mine. Um, right. But then, but then too, <laughs> it was really like in a kind of a childish self-centered way, like super gratifying to, for someone else whose opinion in motorcycles I respect to, to like the thing I built or like the thing yeah. I did. You, you know what I mean? So there's something gratifying in that, that I was like, okay, I'm not just um, an idiot. Like I, I like no. it for a reason that we're good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, on, in this case, you know, yours is much better than mine at the moment. And of course now my quest is to then completely humble you in our next visit <laughs> with how yeah. good mine runs and how good it will look. Yeah. So that, that is, that is something that I expect to get even with you on. Okay. So you got the thing I'm, I'm looking forward to updates on that. Um, and then that's that as far as what to expect from, going forward episodes like we we're kind of 
that's the best and the worst part about this endeavor is like we don't know where it's going to end up. We don't um, know, but you know what I do like about um, talking with you is that every week, either you or I or both of us have worked on something. Yeah. You know, every week, either you or I have bought something, or I mean, we're actively in the game, which is terrible. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as much of a curse as it is. And so at least, you know, we're not sitting around trying to think up content about what to talk about. Because every time we get together, um, I like to hear what you've worked on and what you're doing. Even to some degree, the ridiculous cuckoo clocks and uh, pots that you sell that are nothing hey. to do with our show. But while you're doing that, I'm working on and trying to fix stuff. And so like, you know, even today, I'm ready to engage in a couple different conversations about what's happened since I've talked to you last time. And it's all based on being in the shop, working on stuff, buying and selling bikes um, and cars. And so it's, you know, there's something about the reality of what we're doing, I, I hope comes across to people, you know, that yeah. we didn't hire writers, we didn't, you know, come up with an eight episode storyline. Yeah. So. Which is to which is totally scalable, by the way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, what are you gonna What are you gonna do next week? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. It's probably yeah. gonna be good though. It'll be good. But the, but the pressure, I guess, from our audience, you know, is going to be it's like, damn it, Andy, you better do something awfully interesting between now and next week. And I hope. Yeah. That, so don't get lost in your studio. Don't get lost in you know, selling stuff on the side. You know. Yeah mess with your bikes, get yourself in trouble and see if you can get out. That's what people are here to hear about. Yeah. Well, so, um, one thing to expect, uh, to put a, put a sort of a beacon in the distance is we are going to, uh, Texas and Oklahoma for Christmas a lot earlier. So we're going to spend about a month and a half in mm -hmm. a much milder winter than we have here. So, Again, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to come up on <laughs> Craigslist? Who knows how many bikes I can fit in the trailer? Well, you know I'm just I mean? laughing because I don't know if people in Oklahoma would describe their winter as more mild than it is in Seattle. No, it sucks right now, actually. Well, that's the thing. My wife is. <laughs> you're going that. early. You're, you're going to catch a bit of the fall before you get into serious. Yeah, weather. we're going to try to. Um, but, you know, I, I, versus a foot of snow for three months here, I'll take an occasional ice storm. You know what I mean? Like a week of ice versus six months of gloomy, shitty, slush, snow nonsense. Not well, as bad I'll tell as you what, Minneapolis, hey, but as soon as you get ice, let's get ice bikes. Let's put screws in our tires and ride on the ice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're going to be in the icy place, then let's do what ice people do. Yeah. We got to find somebody who's an authority on that. And no, we don't. We'll just make it up. We just got to do it. We don't, no, I mean, we don't know. I mean, after hard, the fact. We hardly ever know anything about what we're doing. Yeah. Well, um, okay. So there's that. That was, uh, anyway, I'm in. You're in. Let's see what happens yep. in the next next few. Dude, the website is holdintheheadmoto.com. Donation button. Instagram is at holdintheheadmoto. So it's Facebook. Do the Patreon. See the store, et cetera, et cetera. All that's out there. Now that we've gotten it out of the way, we can get back to the business of, talking shit and working on motorcycles there it is i'm looking forward to our next our next season i i, I imagine that we're the fastest growing two-person motorcycle conversational podcast where one person is in a different time zone yep. regarding italian motorcycles on the planet. and i would say i would say that we're the only podcast that has invited oprah winfrey to visit with us during the upcoming season open door yeah open door open to invitation oprah. 
Yeah. Because, you know, this is a lot about the secret and the universe and trying to work the spiritual side of it. And so we're going to have many celebrity guests coming up uh, based <laughs> yeah. on my, exp my, my plans and expectations. Focus on the expectations. But yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, right. till next time.